Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Catch it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke. Brings the boom. And catching bodies on his way to the rack. Suns. Game day with K-Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Well, it feels like we just did this. <laughs> game day with K-Ray. But that's what happens when you play back-to-back games. Suns, yes. a, a nice win. last, A really good win, actually, last night. And now they're right back at it tonight. Our, uh, our next guest is Kevin Ray. And he is ready. He, he is. He's secretly hoping the G League, the new G League team, will play some of their games in Barbados. But that He's ready up. for whatever. <laughs> What's going on, Kay? <laughs> What's up, Kay? Good morning, Jens. How we doing? <laughs> We're doing good. Not as well as you are, of course. But <laughs> Wolf might take the All Star break off too, just in, in honor of. Everybody else. I highly recommended Wolf. Yes. <laughs> All right, uh, Kay. The game last night. Um, I, I I want to start with Royce O'Neal. I don't know, man. It, 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 that felt like I know it was only a second game, and that felt like a moment where it was like the Suns fans were like accepting him as one of of their you know potential fan favorites going forward the rest of the season, and he was all in on it. Yeah, look, and, and, and it's one of the things that I was most excited about with Royce O'Neal is just the level of experience that he comes with and just, I mean, you know, he, he's been traded before, so, you know, so he's got that experience in his back pocket, but the the ability to just come in and quickly assimilate yourself to the personnel around you, the system, but look at the end of the day, you know what he was doing? He was just playing basketball. He was making basketball, the right basketball plays. And that's the, the IQ level that you get with Royce O'Neal. And then the guy just plays his tail off. And I, I don't know. I would have loved to have had an ISO camera on just Royce battling with Domas, Domas Sabonis, mm-hmm. uh, because as you guys know, Sabonis is an absolute bull. I yeah. mean, you, you you know when when he and Nurk were battling one another, you know EJ called it just two walls falling into one another. But watching Royce O'Neal battle and scrap and fight for position down there against Sabonis, I mean, that is exactly what he's going to bring to the table every night. And then, look, his willingness to come in and and take those shots. How many guys, how many guys are going to come in, first game at home, you're playing on the floor with Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and in the late-game situations, and you're like, I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. So many guys would pass that up or they would hesitate uh, so, you know, just a, a little thumbnail of what we're going to see uh, down the road even more of from Royce O'Neal. So what do you think this does for the Phoenix Suns, this win? Does it do anything, Kay? Getting ready to go into the All-Star break, of course. Does it give them a little bit more juice? And if so, how? Well, you know, it, you're only as good as your last game, Wolf, right? Yeah. Um, and and you, you hate to say that, but the reality is, Yes, it was big from the standpoint, as we talked yesterday, that, you know, they needed to win in order to still have a shot at the season series. So it was significant in that way. It was significant that, you know, some of the other guys stepped up. Uh, Eric Gordon, you know, kept this, helped keep the Suns close when they were down by double digits. You know, if, if Eric isn't scoring the ball the way he is, might be down by 18 or 20, then could they, you know, could they, come up with another 20-plus point comeback. I don't know. 
But having said that, you know, you got to quickly turn the page because that game will mean nothing right. if you come out of here tonight and lose against uh, a Detroit team that, you know, they lost last night to L.A., but this is a team that put 133 points on Sacramento. You know, they, they ran past Portland. So you cannot take your eye off the ball here tonight going into the All-Star break. We're talking to Kevin Ray. Yeah, okay, so this game tonight, Kay, it's, it's the second meeting already this season with Detroit, but the first one in Phoenix, which means the return of Monty Williams. And, you know, I know it ended, I guess, maybe a little strangely. Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, for the most part, this guy was instrumental in, in, in helping turn everything around with this franchise. How do you think he'll be received by the crowd tonight? Well, you know, I can't speak for the fans. I am, I am hopeful uh, of the fans, you know, giving Monty his due respect uh, because of all the things that you just mentioned, Luke. Um, he, he was one of the cornerstones in, you know, laying out a new foundation, a new mentality, a new philosophy in Phoenix. I mean, got the team to the NBA finals, my goodness. Um, and yes, there were some disappointments along the way. But having said that, considering where this team was six, seven years ago, uh, Monty deserves his flowers tonight. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I'm with you on that one right there. Talk a little bit about Bradley Beal and uh, his pulled hamstring right now. Um, we all know Bradley Beal. He's got a history with some injuries. So does KD. So does Book as of late right now. But how concerned are you about Bradley Beal and his hammer? Well, you know, the the upside is, Wolf, they just got the one game left before the All-Star break. So now you're looking at getting a, you know, a full week's rest. The, what was promising is we didn't see him, like, grab it, you know, with like with, with intense or sheer pain. He actually man, he kind of reached back, and you could tell something happened, but he managed to continue to run down the floor and then come back up, and they get the timeout, and he's off the floor. So I am hopeful that it is a mild hamstring. Haven't gotten any kind of a an updated report on the severity of it. Yeah. But just based on the eye test, I'm hopeful that with the timing of the All-Star break, uh, he, he'll have a chance to, to rest and rehab and be in a position to be back next week. Yeah, on that note right there, Kay, because, you know, I, I remember guys, oh, man, you did not want to get hurt before the bye, right, when I was out there playing and you had the bye right. week coming up. Oh, man, don't, whatever you do, don't get hurt before <laughs> the bye because you'd have to come in every day for treatment. Do you know if yep. he's going to have to come in for treatment over the All-Star break? Well, uh, I would look, imagine, one, right? one would think. And, and look, you know, I, I it is my understanding that he was planning on getting his nose fixed during the break. So what, <laughs> whatever, whatever plans, you know, Brad and his wife, and they've got two young kids. So, you know, their plans might have just been hanging at home, you know, dad being yeah. at home for an extended period. But he was uh, he, he was scheduled, I believe, to get that nose fixed. So I don't think that he had any. uh plans to find a a white sandy beach (laughs) but this is this is going to be this is going to be added to his plate unfortunately yeah he needs a break and he's not getting one at the end of the season what you're saying he didn't have your plan is that that what you're saying (laughs) he's he's not gonna be on k race plane tonight is what he said (laughs) okay thanks so much man enjoy the break all right thank you k
All right, boys. Take care. Have a good one. Uh, you too. That's Kevin Ray joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. Suns Pistons tonight at Footprint Center, uh, seven o'clock tip off. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's ironically Bradley Beal was the one the other day saying we have to finish these two games out strong yeah. and, and you know kind of pointing to the second one because this is the one that this is clearly the trap game of the two that was the first thing i thought of right there really yeah. oh no treatment <laughs> treatment <laughs> yeah he's he's stuck now right i mean they they're basically off a week uh he's not gonna be able to go anywhere does uh patrick mahomes even like being compared to tom brady we're gonna go through the latest news around the national football league next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader ASU men's basketball hosts Oregon State. Pre-game coverage tonight at 6.30 on ESPN 620 and the Arizona Sports app. It is, uh, it's, it's been distracting as we were talking to K-Ray Wolf because the Chiefs are having their parade on one of these TVs. And there's just guys like running out in front of the buses, like Chiefs players that are out ahead of the buses just running around and high-fiving the crowd. And then Patrick Mahomes is like super calm. Walking down the street like he's driving against the 49ers in overtime. Yeah. Everybody else got the shades on, of course, walking over and high fiving a little bit. A couple of people right there. Very nice. Pat Mahomes, a class act through and through. This is interesting, though. I don't know that I've ever seen a parade where it's like, okay, here's all the buses for the team, but the players are out walking the whole way. Yeah. Like, who's on the buses if all the well, players are walking? It appears to be a beautiful day in Kansas City, does it not? It does. They seem, uh, they seem pretty fired up. Walking around in T-shirts. And I know you love a parade. Uh, yeah. yeah, it does make me think. Well, thank, oh, man. What a setup. Was that a setup right there? You know who sings that song? I love a parade. Yeah. Harry never, Richmond sings that song. I, I've never been in a parade. Are you not giving me anything Have you ever for been that? in a parade? No, I've never been in a parade. I've okay. been to a parade. I've yeah. been in a parade. Yeah, right. But you haven't, you know, sat in a vehicle, a convertible no. or something? You got to learn how to wave. I don't know how to wave. Yeah, like it's not about that, though. It really isn't. Um, being in a parade is not very wolfly. Okay. Can I just tell you that? Wolfies don't do parades well. Yeah, but if the D-backs win the World Series, you're going to have to be on a float, and you're going to have to be giving a live performance of your Freaky Mike Hazen song right at the front, <laughs> right at the front of the parade. Yeah. You know what? i got to drop some bars. I keep I, I, I keep forgetting to do this. I've got to drop some bars lately. You're really not going to give me anything for knowing who sang that song? No, Vince I'm not going to give yesterday. you anything. Vince is like, yes. he's like hey, you, next You actually time. know that you're going to brag on that? Well, because Vince know? just told me yesterday. Oh, he's, like, this is, he's like, I don't know if it'll come up on your show again. And it came up, I don't know, like 24 hours later. It came up Okay, again. yeah, I just ignored that. I know you did. Now, on to Patrick Mahomes, uh, who was on with Pat McAfee yesterday, and inevitably the conversation about Tom Brady came up. I mean, I like it because, I mean, he, he's the greatest of all time, so I like uh, being compared to him, but I still have so I have so long that I have to go in my career. If you look at the longevity, the consistent greatness that he had every single year, all I can do is just try to continue to be the best me every single day that I have and have no regrets. And I actually heard Tom say this a, a while back, and that was his goal, was just to be the best version of Tom Brady that he can be. All the other stuff kind of comes with it if you continue to work hard and continue to get great teammates around you. Um, but I've been blessed, man. I've been blessed to be in a great organization with great players. Um, and if I can just continue to work the way that I work, I'll have no regrets about however my career ends. Look at that right there. The humility of Patrick Mahomes. The humility of Patrick Mahomes on display for all to see right there. I, I, I can't get enough of this guy. I really cannot. It's one of the reasons why it's very difficult to root against Pat Mahomes. Did I have Kansas City Chiefs fatigue? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, no doubt about it. I had Kansas City Chiefs fatigue in a big time way, but Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, the class acts that they are, uh, man, it's hard to root against them. It really, I mean, that's the the way you said it there at the end is 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 the best way to put it. Like, I'm at a point where okay, you guys win every year. Like, this can we see somebody new? I didn't really want it to be San Francisco, but like earlier in the playoffs, they're playing Buffalo or even Baltimore, but. There is a moment as the game's going where it's like, all right, this game's close. Mahomes has a chance to win it. It's really hard to root against that unless, you know, unless he's playing your team. But just in the moment, like I find myself every time being like, he's going to pull this off and I kind of want to see him pull it off. Yeah. It's so difficult to do something that that impressive consistently. You know, I mean, that that's what separates him from just a good NFL quarterback is that he can do it so. I mean, he does it. It's almost insane how consistently he does it. I feel like he does it like a hundred percent of the time. But consistency is the biggest, the biggest difference between you know being a being a good athlete or being a professional athlete yeah. or being a professional athlete and being one of the best of all time. And and he's about as consistent as it gets. I just love the fact that Pat Mahomes right there. There are so many guys, based on means, that would have answered that question differently. Draymond Green. I, I'm just saying, yeah, maybe he's so many guys that would have answered that question differently. They would have accepted your praise and your comparison to one of the all-time greats and would have said, hey, you know what, just that's great. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. All I'm trying to do is actually just to be the best version of myself that I can possibly be. They, they would accept it in a very passive kind of way, but they would accept it and just go on and start talking about themselves. That's not what Pat Mahomes did. Right, He said, it's very nice of you to say that, and I'm paraphrasing here, but, and there was a big but, and he went on and talked about why you can't make that comparison, why Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, right? And he's just going to keep working, and that's great. It's awesome that he did that because it shows that humility matters in terms of making you the best you can possibly be my young crunk brothers. Humility matters because it allows you to see yourself for what you are and who you are and where you need to get better. The second you said, but, and there was a big but, all I could hear was Sir Mix a lot for two, <laughs> for two seconds. Oh my goodness. No, I mean, it's a good point though, because you're right. There's, there's the guy who hears that as Mahomes and is just like, yeah, I am amazing. And he just, and then there's, you would have right. accepted that and just acknowledged it and moved on. Well, I think there's even two versions. There's the one you're talking about that accepts it, acknowledge it and moves on. There's the one that builds himself up even more. And then there's this third one that you rarely ever hear because like you said, he didn't he didn't then talk about himself. He actually talked about how Brady influenced Tom him. Tom Brady. So I don't know. I thought that was that was cool. And, and you know, <laughs> it is. It's it's really difficult to root against Patrick Mahomes because of the way he plays the game and the way he carries himself off the field. Yeah, and your agent is hoping you're going to say, you know what, well, I know. If, listen, I, I appreciate you saying that. That's very kind. Um, I try as hard as I possibly can out there. And, yeah, you know, I'm, it's my goal. And, you know, I'm on, on that path. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that's what your agent wants you to say. Oh, yeah. And you, it's going to cost a lot of money, too, to keep me on that path. Well, it's uh, when, you, when you're Patrick Mahomes or, you know, Kevin Durant in the example we were given earlier where he's like, don't challenge that. I know I fouled him. Let's just move on. You, that's the definition of being able to let your play speak for itself, right? You don't have to, you don't have to go talk. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Jason Kelsey on the New Heights podcasts. Inevitably, it came up, the uh, incident with Andy Reid on the sidelines in the first half. The broadcast showed you having a heated exchange with Coach Reid. <laughs> So heated. Yeah, where it looks like uh, you caught Big Red off guard a little bit. 
as he said, I gave him, I got him, I got him with a cheap shot. People are all over this, and I, I mean, I get it. I can't. Yeah, you, I, you went, you went, you crossed the line. I think we can I, both I, agree I, on I that. I can't, I can't, I can't get that fired up to the point where I'm bumping coach and it's getting him off balance and stuff. When he, when he stumbled, I was just like, oh, my head. Or even, like, I mean, Damn. even, I mean, let's be honest. The, the yelling in his face too is over the top. I think there's better ways to handle this retrospectively. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, yeah, that's I love that right difference there. Difference between Jason Kelsey brother on brother. You know what it, there it is. Jason, Jason Kelsey, the older brother of Travis Kelsey, telling him the truth. And that was the truth. You cross the line. And even getting in his face and yelling, not just the banging. I had a problem with this. I, I did. They and, just showed it, the replay of it. And I, I forgot how red Travis Kelsey's face got when he was yelling in Andy Reid's face. Just, that, that's not like going up to your coach and being no, like, there's, there's a that's, difference. That's not standing up for yourself in a disagreement that basically happened out there. That was out of your mind. That was like full-blown rage. That, w- that was out of your mind. Why? And and I can't I listen, I can't get over this, Basin Ornings. I can't. I keep saying this. And I could be dead wrong on this. Yet at the same time, it looked like he was pouting to me that his first half was going so badly. And it was going badly. It was. No doubt about that. And my girlfriend is sitting up there in the booth right now and she's watching me. And I'm going to do something. Something. If it's not gonna be on the field, it's gonna be here. You know, I, I I can't get over that. I can't. Well, the timing and I wasn't could be great. Dead wrong on that. Well, it, whether you're wrong or not, that's what it looked like in the moment because it was right after their biggest gain of the first half, and then they ran one more play and Pacheco fumbled. But even that, I believe, was for a first down. Like they were actually moving the ball for the first time, and then I don't know. <laughs> even even if you're upset that Pacheco fumbled, you probably shouldn't be screaming in his face or your coach's face because you were moving the ball, but. And they won anyway, so it doesn't, I guess, ultimately matter. Once again, I've gone face-to-face with head coaches. I've gone face-to-face and yelled. And at the same time, it was always done with respect. Text us your thoughts to the Fandle text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, how are the Diamondbacks going to handle the expectations that are on them heading into this season? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Everybody, it's Burnsy. Pitchers and catchers are reported for the Diamondbacks, and the National League champions are out for blood, or at least to get back to the World Series. What should our expectations be of the current club? It's the Burns and Gambo Show, two to six on Arizona Sports. Let them do it again. Pitchers and catchers are here. I mean, I guess that applies to all the Cactus League teams. That's one of the best things about living in this city. You can really? just go watch. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, you can just go watch baseball all month. You can just go to Old Town Scottsdale, watch baseball. You can go out to Surprise and watch baseball. You can go wherever you want watch baseball. It's going to be so fun, is it not, right now? Especially if you've got Allison Chains on as you're driving over there. How cool is that going to be, right? Just throw on some Allison Chains. Start driving <laughs> to the game. Just makes you happy right here. <laughs> 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 I don't know if I associate uh, Alice in Chains with oh, sunshine I'm and happiness. I'll right be now, honest. It just, <laughs> I yeah, but it's just you know if you're trying to compete, it makes you happy a little bit. Yeah. Lose your mind. That's fair. That's fair. 
But uh, as far as the just a oh, nice relaxing day yeah. out in a good year watching some yeah. spring training baseball. Allison Chains with uh, rain and misery <laughs> and good music. Um, D-backs take on Colorado next Friday. That's the first game of spring training. We're going to be out there February 27th, Wolf. And there's a couple other dates. But that one, playing the Texas Rangers at Salt River Field. <laughs> Yeah. Normally, I don't really That's care who the opponent is. That's a little juicy right there, yeah. isn't it? That, that one, I do care who the <laughs> opponent is. Uh, Tori Lovello on with Bickley and Murata this morning. Talked specifically about the importance of Lourdes Gurriel Jr. coming back to this team. Yeah, well, the, for, the first piece of, piece of the puzzle was getting Lourdes Gurriel back. That was amazing. Um, you know, I, small discussions with Mike about what his plan was going to be. We felt like uh, Lourdes was going to you know, potentially move on and, and get a lot of money and uh, you know, we were gonna we were gonna welcome that opportunity for him, but when it started to fall back onto us, I couldn't have been more thrilled. He is such a wonderful player, um, and fits into what we do here inside of this culture every single day. He is a true Arizona Diamondback. Big hits, great at bats, played quality defense. So, uh, and a and a very very qualified right hand at bat. So, I I couldn't have been more thrilled. Look, it it wasn't at least uh, outwardly. It wasn't a given that they'd be able to bring him back after last season. Well, yeah. you figure they're going to go out and add some pieces, which they did. There was no guarantees coming off an all-star season. It was in the all-star game. They almost hit a home run in the all-star game. So there was no guarantee they'd be able to get him back. But since they have been able to, uh, it's just like unanimous. Everybody loves the fact that they were able to bring him back. Yeah, no, I love the fact they brought him back for all the reasons that Tori just said right there, especially for all those reasons inside that clubhouse and the impact that he has on his teammates as well. They have Tori on the expectations of this season. Yep. Can, I, can I just hear that? Because this is the one that's got me juiced. Yeah. First of all, um, you know, kudos to the Dodgers. They got they got the the, the two the two prime um, free agents off the off the market with Yamamoto and and Shohei. So more power to them. Um, you know what? We embrace that. We know the Dodgers are going to be the Dodgers. They have an unbelievably um, good talent pool that's coming up from within. They're combining that with some some really top end free agents, and you add that to Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, and you have a very potent team. It is what it is. And we actually love that challenge. We talk about embracing that challenge and just saying, look, it's here before us. We've got to play them X amount of times. Uh, we don't play them every game. We just got to compete and do our job and focus on what we do inside of the dugout every single day. So um, that, that aside, uh, you know, m- more power to them. And, and we love that. We're going to go out there and we're going to take care of our business the best way we know how and see where that lands at the end of the day. I love right there, honestly. Bring it on. <laughs> That's what I. We're back. I didn't know. Listen, I'm just saying, bring it on is what Tori just said. This is the heart of a competitor, is it not, Basinonians? This is exactly what you want out of your professional athletes. I don't care if it's baseball, I don't care if it's football, hockey, basketball, I don't care what it is. You're playing a team sport. This is exactly what you want to hear. Bring it on. Yeah, we know how much money you've spent. We know how much money you have right now. We know it all. You know what? It's not going to change one day of how we're going to approach playing you. I, it's, it's, that's what competition is. Somebody says we're better than you, and you say, no, you're not. And guess what? We're going to have to prove it in front of everybody. 
That's the attitude to have. Look, this isn't even meant as like a veiled shot at the Dodgers and how they crumble in the postseason every year, although now it's sounding like it the more detail I go into that. But I, I firmly believe, and it, look, it's ridiculous that you one team can spend $1.2 billion in offseason. That's baseball's problem. I don't really fault the Dodgers for doing it. I firmly believe all you can do as far as building your team in the offseason is put yourself in a position to make the playoffs. It's completely different in the playoffs. You know, if if the Dodgers had this team in the playoffs last year, does that suddenly mean they definitely beat the D-backs in that series? It's a short <laughs> series, man. The D-backs never trailed by like Yamamoto is the one that worries me more than Shohei for now because Shohei's not going to be able to pitch this year. The Dodgers needed pitching, but Hitting is, it's fleeting in the playoffs, man. I mean, look, the Diamondbacks, this isn't three years ago where you had to play them 19 times. You play them 13 times. The D-backs more than held their own against the Dodgers during the regular season last year and then dominated them in the playoffs. You can just go on your own path if you're the Diamondbacks. Beat them when you play them, but it's not like being in in the same division as a team that has that much money to spend means you can't make the playoffs. Because that team had that much money to spend last year, too, and the Diamondbacks went to the World Series. Yeah, the Diamondbacks went to the World Series, and they went to the World Series on the shoulders of guys like Corbin Carroll, Gabby Moreno, Alec Thomas, Geraldo Perdomo, Brandon Fott. Uh, Think about that right there. These guys are only going to... Okay, I got to back off. They're only going to get better. I say that with certitude because I believe they're only going to get better. Some might actually have a down year. It's called a sophomore slump after you have this great year, of course. I'm sure one Some of them Some of these will. guys, and one of them, I'm sure, might do that. Hopefully, maybe two. D-backs also have actually, a farm system, too. Exactly right. And yet, in the long run, I know every guy, every guy is going to get better. These young guys, in the long run, they're going to get better. And that's what's got me so jacked up. You made the additions of guys like Eduardo Rodriguez. You made those additions. You brought Lourdes back. You brought Eugenio Suarez. Nicely done. Well done. <laughs> you brought him in, right? You you did all of this. Jock Peterson, you did all of this. And yet, to me, the best thing the Diamondbacks have going for them, the young guys. The young guys, Jordan Lawler, what could you become? Jake McCarthy, I haven't given up on Jake McCarthy. Ivan Melendez, I mean, they, they've got some they've got some good prospects coming up. I, How long did we say the way that you have to do this, if you're going to be in a division with a team that can spend money to the point where if they make a mistake, they can just throw more money at it? Yeah. You've got to draft well, make trades for prospects well like they did with Moreno and develop your talent well and that's what they're doing they are yeah. they are following the the path you have to take to a T to the point where they've already been to the World Series more recently than the Dodgers although I will say right now in all honesty based on Orleans I stood and applauded Madison Bumgarner and the signing of him the acquisition of him okay I mean hey that that made it look like you're really trying you're out there trying and we know how that went uh, we come back. Devin Booker continues to cement his legacy with the Phoenix Suns. He climbed the all-time scoring list last night, and he's in very rarefied air now. We'll explain next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hey, it's Gamble. Monty Williams makes his return to the Valley tonight. How should he be received when he takes the court at Footprint Center? We'll discuss on today's Burns and Gambo show, 2 to 6 on Arizona Sports.
We don't usually bring, I mean, Enter Sandman's like, you just assume you come back with it. It's like one of the ultimate rejoins. We don't usually come back with it. We're like, where's Kyle Vanderbosch? I double checked to make sure he wasn't on the show sheet. Kyle on the show sheet? He's out there somewhere right now. What up, KVB? Last night's game, Wolf, for the Phoenix Suns, notable for a variety of reasons. Unfortunately, the Bradley Beal injury hopefully only misses tonight. Royce O'Neal. What'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) You set me up and then you didn't pay it off? Wolf's going to be like, (laughs) Mel, what are you doing? Ha! You know, your impression of... uh, Oh my goodness! Where he where he ends everything with an A? Yeah, yeah, it's spot on. I was listening to them on the way home like a week ago, and I was like, "Wow, Wolf has actually nailed this impression pretty perfectly." Yeah, you know, it's one of the things you might want to do. You know, just pick up the phone and order a pizza. (laughs) Add an A to pizza. That's right. Could I have a large pepperoni and cheese pizza? Maybe that's the key. Ah. When we start our band, that's the key. Just just pronounce things like James Hetfield does. Um, no, also notable in that game last night, though, the you know the emergence of Royce O'Neal, another win over the Sacramento Kings. I don't think we can we can overstate that. You know, K. Ray brought that up yesterday, and he brought it up again when we had him on earlier this hour. Of no, that's a big deal because now you're two and two against Sacramento. You were zero and two against Sacramento uh, for a while there, and there's a pretty good chance that you may need a tiebreaker against the Kings. And it could be something as, as big as you're the sixth seed and you're in the playoffs or you're the seventh seed and you're in the play in tournament. It could be as big as maybe you have home court in the first round. That's, that's not out of reach for the Suns right now, by the way, they're four games back of Denver for the, the four seed. So it's, it's not inconceivable that they could move into a, a top four spot if they keep winning. But the other part, Wolf, Devin Booker is now your number two all-time scorer in mm. Phoenix Suns history. And with all due respect to some of the great players the Suns have had in the past, it only feels fitting if Devin Booker's up there near the very top. Yeah, and this is one of the things we've been talking about for years, Basin Onions, just Devin Booker and the person of Devin Booker. And do we truly appreciate Devin Booker for being the superstar that he is and yet... Um, having a modicum of humility about himself and being a great uh, member of this community and a team leader as well. He just, he, he's, he's an honor to this city. And um, it's a pleasure to watch him go and compete for the most part. Listen, he struggled in this game. This is Devin Booker. He struggled with his shot in the first half. Yet he found a way to score 25 points in the game, and he got to the line 13 times. Mm-hmm. He knew he was struggling with his shot, and yet still got to the line 13 times. And that's far more than anyone else in the game. Both sides, both teams. He contributed on the defensive end of the floor. He found a way to help his team win when he was off. And that's that's a sign of a superstar. Here's, uh, here's Booker. After the game, he's now second all-time for the Phoenix Suns. He passed Alvin Adams last night. He's up to uh, 13,918 points. Walter Davis is number one all-time, 15,666. Uh, like I said, all due respect, the Suns have had some really great players in their history. Walter Davis is one of them, but I, I, I Devin Booker's going to go down as the greatest son of all time when he retires, certainly. Uh, <laughs> you, I mean, you have to factor in 
other things like teams and people just assuming he would leave and bail on them when when a lot of people just aren't loyal anymore. He stuck with the Suns when they were a mess, and now they are not a mess. Um, here's Booker after the game talking about becoming the second all-time leading scorer in franchise history. Hard to put the words, um, especially passing Alvin. You know, somebody that I have a, a high respect for, somebody that's been around this organization, um, not just as a player, but um, as a facility manager, always being hands-on and, you know, just, you know, his presence is there and been there from the beginning. So, you know, big shout-out to Alvin. Great players are not afraid. They're not afraid to compliment other people. They're just not, and that's the spirit. That is who Devin Booker is. He's just he's he's effusive in his praise of many many players, and not only that, many many people as well. And it's one of the things I appreciate the most about him. But I want to go back to Devin Booker and the the fact he was on display in the last five minutes and twenty five seconds of last night's game as well, right? Clutch time for mm-hmm. the most part. The last five minutes of a game that is contested, a game that is close, a game that was in is within five points. That's exactly what it was. And you look at the names. I went down and I just ran guys who made plays. KD with a big two. KD got to the line for two. O'Neal with a dunk. KD with a mid-range two. Book. And it, it goes on and on and on. And Basinonians, the name that flashes the most was Book, Book making a play. Josh Akogi with a great tip, right? A great tip out on Book's missed free throw of all things. And yet Book got two more after that. No, he was made on a mission two clutch. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I it just it's interesting to write it down. Who's making plays? Who's showing up when it matters the most? Book. Well, and I I, I respect the guy who can have the poor shooting first half. And it doesn't affect him in the second half. That's that's not something to just brush off. Like, hey, okay, big deal. He just kept shooting. Like, no, no, no. And like, he didn't just keep shooting. He made huge <laughs> shots. I mean, he they they don't win that game without him playing the way he did in the second half. Here's more from Book. You know, I've always been a confident person, but um, you know, self doubt has you know drove me and driven me to the level I am right now. Um, you know, just walking into any gym. I remember when I got to Kentucky, I was like, man, these dudes are good. <laughs> These dudes are good, but then you get on the floor, and man, that's just when it becomes my comfort space and something I'm comfortable with. Same thing with the league. Um, a lot of guys I respect here that are, you know, super talented, and, you know, I just want to come in and perform against the best. I figured we had to play that before we went to break. Just stop it right now. What are you doing? <laughs> Trying to set me up here right again? I just listen well, to him. It's just my young crunks, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to have doubt. Every human being, Devin Booker, had self-doubt. Don't be afraid. Use it to compel you and drive you. Man, it's just... See, but this is his heart. This is the humility that we're starting to see once again. He's not afraid to actually say that. Oh, no, I knew when I was six years old I was a superstar. And everything I did, I never doubted myself. I mean, how t- you know, we really threw the whole show off by playing Draymond Green audio early in the show, and then and then playing stuff from like Mahomes and Durant. And you Booker. guys are setting me up. Here's uh, here's one from KD after the game. He was asked when he first knew Devin Booker was a special player. I think his first year when he would come in and have little spurts off the bench. I think we played him earlier in the season, his rookie year. 
Um, I can just remember him having a little spurts. You leave him open, hit a three, or he drive to the rim for a layup, you know. And you just you could just see the big glimpses. And then they start playing no more. And, you know, and he became like, even though he wasn't an all-star, it felt like he was playing like one. So I, I, I want to say probably second year is when I was like, all right, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, he w- Kevin Durant, he's not making that up. I remember hearing a podcast, a long podcast with KD in that range where Booker was like either a rookie or I mean, he maybe he was going into his second year and KD was all over it. He's like, nope, this guy's, <laughs> this, this guy's going to be good. He, he would bring him up in conversations where it wasn't like a multiple choice or it wasn't like, hey, don't you think Devin mm-hmm. Booker's good? They would be like, hey, who, who you think's pretty good? And he would just bring up Booker. So it's uh, it's fitting, I guess, that they're on the same team now. Coming up next, we're going to take you through the top stories of the day with Wolf and Down Your Lunch. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.